2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Oh,
1: wonderful shot by Lennox Lewis. A right hand by Holyfield. By Buster Douglas, look at this. He's knocked Mike Tyson down for the first time in his career.
0: But unfortunately, it'll never happen.
1: I think it's going
0: to be over. I have to say, there seems an element of genuine hate between these
2: two, Ambrose. For sure. I don't
1: hate the man. Just imagine if you bought a ticket. Stop it, Frank. You can stop it every time. Castillo's in trouble. Week steps in, and the fight is over. Oh!
0: to the Legendary Nights After Show. Myself, Sean, is joined by Luke here, as always, for the After Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to what we've got to say about the tale of Oscar de la Hoya versus Felix Trinidad. Supposedly, the fight of the Millennium didn't turn out to be the greatest fight on paper, but it turned out to be a really, really interesting tale and a tale that... I thoroughly enjoy all the buildup of Felix Trinidad's career all the buildup of Oscar De La Hoya's career, everything that led into this fight for. So, Luke, I'm handing it to you. Well,
2: I think that like, especially for um, younger people, which I'm not sure how many people are younger based on demographics. It's important to contextualize this for me because I went back and I'd recently watched The Matrix in December and there was like this paranoia around the Internet. Like if you remember that time, people didn't want to buy things on the Internet because then your data is out there, which is such a funny thing to think about in 2022, because now everyone almost assumes, oh, all my data is already out there. Of course, I want convenience. You had like kind of like at least in America, but I think across the world, like an anger amongst the white middle class people that was showing up in like cinema, like with Fight Club and American Psycho where you're kind of seeing like a middle-class white guy kind of being resentful. I was promised all this stuff in the world and I'm not getting it. The popular music was utterly terrible. It was like Limp Bizkit, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. It was just an era where it was like we were kind of being, it was the last bit of being fed stuff before we had the true freedom of the internet. And it was like they were the, those that, had the control over entertainment airwaves were really trying to fit in everything in that last little era. And then what we also had was Felix Trinidad, Oscar De La Hoya, two famed fighters, two fighters that we absolutely loved actually fighting each other. And this is right around the Y2K phenomenon where people were worried that the world was going to end and all that type of stuff. And this was supposed to be the fight of all fights. I hope I did a decent build-up right there to sell it.
0: You did a pretty good build-up, actually. That was was really good. Uh, It was a great way of contextualizing what was going on in 1999. And I was in my teens in 1999. I was just really starting to endure the build-up to this fight. And I remember it. Oscar De La Hoya was, you know, he was the star. And Felix Trinidad was the guy who had come from rags to potentially riches with all that skill and ability. And he was able to use that to put himself into position to be in this fight with De La Hoya. And I enjoyed looking back on the fight and remembering what life was like at that time in general. Like, you know, the lack of technology, you know, just being able to enjoy life as a whole, not having the responsibility of, what I have now in life. I think when I'd cast my mind back to that period, it, it's quite nostalgic to, to go over a fight like this, having lived through it and having enjoyed what life was like at that period of time. So I just thought I'd add that to your fantastic introduction to what the music was about and what the boxing was all about. And this fight was one that was actually highlighted on the Legendary Nights documentary in 2002 slash three. It felt natural to us to retell this tale because I think it was marred in a bit of, a little bit of controversy. It's not the most controversial fight that I've ever seen. However, it was a fight where Oscar De La Hoya was clearly winning it for the most part and just threw the fight away. He gifted the fight to Felix Trinidad. And it was probably the worst night of his career in boxing for me because he had the world at his feet. And he probably should have won that fight. And if he would have won that fight, I think I think things would have been different for him. He still went on to do things after this fight. Of course, we know he did. He moved up in weights, wins titles again. But I think it would have been different for him because I think that moment in his life and his career was quite pivotal to where he was going from that moment forward. It was like in some ways, the sort of the beginning of the downfall of Oscar De La Hoya. And it sounds dramatic saying it that way, but I genuinely think it was. I think from there on out, I don't think he was as good as he was at that moment. It was a defining night of his career, but it turned out to be one which was just dampened by the outcome.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just frustrating. It's like, This to me is the origin story of why Oscar De La Hoya to many people will always be looked at as the guy that never won the big fight, because this was the fight he was supposed to win. He was in utter control and then he basically doesn't engage for the last couple of rounds. And then Trinidad wins it on the scorecard. I think most people view this as a De La Hoya win, but because of the way the fight ended and the way that he finished the fight, even though I think De La Hoya won, I have no issue with him not being awarded the fight because it's one of the worst conclusions to a fight ever. And it's like you look at this happened to him on the other side with Felix Sturm, where Sturm beat him. He never could beat Mosley, although many people think he won the second Mosley fight. There was something about De La Hoya where he just couldn't get over the hump in these fights.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what I was alluding to. This is why I kind of feel it was a pivotal moment of his career wise because I don't think he ever recovered mentally from that loss because he literally threw the fight away I think the best moment of that tale for me the best moment warming moment of this tale was the fact that after all the year non-approval from his father and his dad finally gave him that approval so that was one of the big takeaways going back to it was that his dad was recognized how good of a fighter his son really was. It was it was a really nice moment, but it was bittersweet for us.
2: I think for me also, it's like Oscar De La Hoya had basically been in my whole adult life. So like he fought in the Olympics and then he's like this guy that I consistently saw on Tuesday night fights growing up in a boxing household. Carbajal was a guy we followed. He he fought on these Carbajal cards. De La Jolla was about as famous as he is now, if not more so Then, and I think he was more so because there were just fewer fighters that you were aware of. Right. And he was he had this name that stood out. And then Trinidad was like this emerging face of Puerto Rican boxing that literally felt like he might be the best Puerto Rican boxer ever. And I think people could even argue that he was. I don't know. That was that was the curiosity that I I had.
0: For me, Luke, for me, this fight tells us a tale of two guys that were from different parts of the world in which one had a fiercely loyal following, his respect from his countrymen, and then you had another fighter that was an adopted Mexican-American. And that Mexican-American fighter in Oscar de la Hoya wanted the approval of his... Natives, he wanted Mexico to love him and they didn't. They didn't love him, no matter what he tried to do at that point. It just didn't seem to respect Oscar de la Hoya and what he'd achieved up to that. And it was at that moment where he performed so well for nine rounds of, and he didn't do himself any favors in the last three rounds of the fight because in them last three rounds, he threw the fight away. And it made his issues with the countrymen having respect for him even greater because of the fact that they saw him as a fighter who didn't have the heart and determination, didn't want to fight, didn't want to engage. But for me, it was just a really, really poor choice in a moment, a really poor choice to decide that I've done enough in a fight to be able to win it and decide for the last three rounds of it, the championship rounds of it, that I'm not going to fight, that I've, I'm cruising. And it gave Felix Trinidad the opportunity to put the pressure on to win the scores from the judges where they would look at him and go, do you know what? He's done enough throughout the course of this fight to get the nod. I still think Oscar de la Hoya won the fight and I will always you know, concur that was the case. However, I think... In in another universe going into that multiverse again, I think you can see and you can kind of understand why, judging that fight, why people would have thought Trinidad would have won it.
2: I also think that De La Hoya has probably like one of the most underrated jabs ever. And this is probably like the case in point of why De La Hoya's jab is so good. But I think that you hit on the fact why maybe the Mexican fight fans never got behind. Uh, De La Hoya. And it's just when he had moments in fights, he came off as a pretty boy and he came off kind of, for lack of a better word, unlikable, less courageous, um, less of a Chavez senior, less of a I'm going to sit there and bang with you. I think there was always questions around because he was attractive and because he got so much attention. Are you willing to be like what a Mexican fighter at least my interpretation as a foreigner is a macho guy who's willing to exchange and fight anyone. And I think that really what also hurt Oscar for this was Chavez never lost to a Puerto Rican fighter. And I understand that De La Hoya is a Mexican-American fighter, but Chavez not losing to a Puerto Rican fighter. Any fighter that loses to a Puerto Rican fighter in Mexican boxing is rightly or wrongly held to the Chavez standard.
0: This is why I felt it was a an important story to get out the story and we tell the build-up and we talk about the relationship or lack thereof with the Mexican fans. So when you realise how this fight goes down and how things do play out, then you wonder, that point onwards, De La Hoya, just like a bit of a spoiled brat or, or a baby that had just threw his dummy out of the pram, takes him to the sort of the pinnacle of the sport and then sort of shows you going, going down this mountain. He slowly and surely starts to go down the mountain at this point for me.
2: I think a great example is it's not just Mexican boxing. We, we talked about Derek Chisora this week on my program and it's like Chisora's beloved for basically just know you know what he's going to do. And another example is Sergio Martinez. He was up against Chavez Jr. And stood and fought and almost got knocked out a lot of times from us that are boxing fans, whether rightly or wrongly, We don't just look at them as fighters. We look at them as spiritual inspiration as figure like I always say this, but like I'll see guys in workout gyms and they wear a Mike Tyson shirt and it basically just means strength. It means toughness. Mike Tyson is tough. Mike Tyson is a spiritual hero for me. And I think that what hurt De La Hoya in this was a lot of people wanted De La Hoya to be a hero for them. And they didn't find the way he ended this fight very heroic. And I think that he was never able to shake that stigma because we demand so much of our athletes.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think he I think he knew at this point. I think in the aftermath of this fight, the abuse that he takes in the press, it's at this point he stopped. He, I feel like at this point he stops caring about what other people think about him. And I think this is why I keep saying, I keep going back to why it was a pivotal moment in his career, because I feel if this fight would have gone a different way, if he would have won this fight, he would have continued on that trajectory. The Mexicans would have carried on enjoying what he was doing. They would have stuck by him for a long period of time. And I think looking at his career, I think it was for me inevitable that even if it wouldn't have happened at that moment, if he would have had a moment later on down the line where his heart and determination was questioned. I think it was inevitable with someone like Oscar because of who he was, the way he conducts himself, the way he is as a fighter. It was always on him. I think it was inevitable. At some point, he was going to fail. He was going to fail like most fighters do at some point of the career. And he just stopped caring after this moment. He decided to do things the way he wanted to do him. And, you know, we've not spoke a lot about Felix as well. And got to give Felix that he put Puerto Rican boxing on the map massively in 1999 by winning this fight. You know, there was a massive hometown parade for him. This was huge for Puerto Rico. Massive. It paved the way for fighters like Miguel Cotto, who came after him. It paved the way for people like that to come out of Puerto Rico and realize that, You know, we can do this. We can come from actually create a better life for ourselves and for the people around us.
2: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry,
1: sorry, we're
2: here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and
0: conditions apply. See website for details. Trinidad, this was the defining night of his
2: career. Well, I think that this was like for Trinidad, it's like it went from Wilfredo Gomez to Hector Camacho and Camacho basically created the ring walk. He created the excitement. And then we go to Trinidad, who's the good guy. Not just does he have the aspects of Camacho, more people like him than Camacho, who was half beloved and half hated because of his cockiness. We had Trinidad, who, like you said, created the spiritual inspiration for Kodo. And now we're kind of looking at guys like Xander Zayas. And we're like, will they become the next spiritual inspiration? Trinidad created the template for the modern Puerto Rican fighter to follow to become a massive box office boss box office success. As I struggle to say words,
0: I agree. And this is why the tale of De La Hoya versus Trinidad was an important one to tell because it was telling a story of a, a man that was at the pinnacle of his career in Oscar De La Hoya against a man who was trying to force his way out of poverty and show the Puerto Ricans that supported him and that loved him that, you know, that there is a way forward. There is a way as an athlete, you can your capable limits to be the best you can be. And I think Felix Trinidad at this moment epitomizes that. And I think I've enjoyed doing this tale because as much as I love a good story about a, a wonderful fighter, I love a good story about an underdog fighter as well. And even though I don't think Trinidad won the fight, personally speaking, I still think when even when I look back on it in hindsight, maybe it was the right thing to happen at the time. I'm not justifying that it should have happened, but when you look at history now, you know, if you look at the alternative, what happens if Felix Trinidad doesn't get this fight? Would he have ever got a rematch? Probably not. He probably wouldn't have been able to lift his Puerto Rican fan base and his his life and his family forward because of it. It was a moment that had to happen. It had to happen for that reason. Even though it shouldn't have happened and De Hoya should have won the fight, it happened in the way maybe it was meant to and... I'm a big believer in 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 fate. I think it was meant to happen, to be honest, for someone like a Felix Trinidad to be able to move his life, his career forward and pave the way for for future stars in the sport.
2: Yeah, and I think also for me, being a big Bernard Hopkins fan, this was the moment this fight basically made Bernard a legend because two of his biggest wins. And when he was viewed as pound for pound, number one in the world, it was beating Trinidad and De La Hoya that kind of put Bernard at that point. So I think that the other part about this story is Trinidad wins, but these two fighting set in motion, Bernard Hopkins becoming the best fighter in the world, not too long after.
0: It was a great tale and I thoroughly enjoyed telling it. And to be honest, we weren't so sure again, like we always say, we're not so sure, but sometimes we're not always sort of sure as to, those will be perceived in, in the grand scheme of the fights that are out there. However, when we put the episode together and we looked at what research was out there, all the articles, all the quotations, all the lead up to the fight, all the aftermath of it, I think we then realized that actually this is a, a landmark moment for the sport that needed to be retold once more for the generation that we're in now for them to appreciate and understand how pivotal this moment, how much of a, a tale it really was for them. So I hope the people that have recently followed the sport, maybe in the past five, maybe even 10 years, that haven't really tuned in and have now tuned into this fight and have listened to the main show, now you can appreciate you know, how big of a fight this really was at the time, how pivotal it was to both fighters' careers and, and how much uh, of a lasting legacy for good and for bad, as as to what this has left behind for us.
2: And I think it's the last era where like television truly mattered because this was something that was really talked about. This is something where posters at the liquor store were a big deal. Like I remember wanting to go to a liquor store, not because I could drink, to just see the poster in person. There were cut out billboards. This is one of the last fights I can recall where that type of stuff mattered.
0: And that was just like before the whole social media generation came in. And, and I think 99 going into the 2000s, I think when social media starts to come into play, I think around 2001, 2002, the very MySpace. early version.
2: It's, like, yeah. it's I- like MySpace is coming on, but like it's not really relevant for any of these fighters in MySpace.
0: Not at that moment. Not at that moment at all, and this is one of them. Like you say, one of them last fights of that era, where and you get everything that changes. I think life from that moment completely changed for for better and for some for worse. So I think it's it's important to contextualize the moment in time and and making people understand like we've lived through that moment, we've understood and appreciated that moment, and we can remember. What life was like in that moment so for the people that are listening now that are relatively recent to the sport that maybe moment or was very young when that moment occurred i hope we've been able to sort of put that context to what was going on around the time lukey put it at the start of the show very brilliantly yeah
2: and i think that sometimes we take for granted like you live in the uk i live in america we can talk boxing because of the internet and at that time, it was just like, if you want to talk boxing, De La Hoya Trinidad it's probably one of the only fights an average sports person that you're in school with would be willing to talk with you about. And even then it was a select group of people. So it was an era where if you found someone that liked boxing, you had to stick to them, even if you didn't like the things they did, just because not that many people wanted to talk about something you loved.
0: It's it's a great tale. It's a lot of a lot of nostalgia around the tale and i genuinely hope people have enjoyed the episode i hope people have enjoyed the show the after show Uh, if you've got any thoughts or feelings or opinions or memories drop us a tweet at legend night pod on twitter or on any of the social media platforms for the btr boxing podcast network it's been a brilliant episode and thanks very much for listening. We've enjoyed it. Make sure you do follow us on social media at Legend Night Pod on Twitter or the BTR Boxing Podcast Network's Facebook, YouTube and Instagram pages. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.